0: The Offside Rule Euro Show with Kate Borsay, Lindsay Hooper and Hayley McQueen. Brought to you by HTC. Official smartphone of the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League.
1: Hello and a very warm welcome to the Offside Rule Euro Show brought to you by HTC. It's season one. We're at match week six of the group stages and we know what this means. This is the big one, ladies. It's make or break as to who ends up qualifying for the next stages of the Champions League and Europa League. So a big week this week and I'm joined as ever by the wonderful Lindsay Hooper and Hayley McQueen. The trio is back. A very warm welcome. Bonjour. Allo. (laughs) hello but i have to say this is my favorite week of champions league
2: football Uh, and the europa league as well because we've got so much british interest but in particular champions league football when there's all those permutations teams can still go through or get knocked out i just find it so exciting it must be a great week to work on it as well
3: it's very stressful because you're literally about to head into a studio to tell the world that are watching you on screen who's done what and doing where who's finished top of a table who's already qualified who's potentially going up against who next time around who's finished second to avoid the (laughs) next person and there's a last minute goal and it completely changes the table and the person that you thought was qualifying now isn't and the one that looked like they were in third position and just needed a point now is going through and you have to change it all and the graphic designers are having a nightmare (laughs) but it's all exciting well, we're hoping to
2: help you out, actually, aren't we? Um, and if you're going heading into this match week,
1: hopefully a few of our little tips will help. As you'll also be hearing more about how you can win an exclusively engraved HTC One M8 handset. You'll also uh, be able to grab a couple of tickets to our pubcast. That's happening at the end of this week. You've got to get to North London, to a pub in North London, but you get the chance to be part of a live audience, and we're going to be recording a podcast. We're going to have a very special guest with us as well to be announced on Twitter very, very soon. You're also going to be uh, having the chance to ask questions to us three as well. Ask away. Also coming up in the show, we'll hear from Mina Rizuki with an update on Syria. Lord James is giving us the latest on league uh, teams performing in the UEFA Champions League and Europa League. And we're going to be talking about managers in trouble as well. Already, Cesar Prandelli's lost his job uh, because of uh, his team, Galatasaray's poor performance in the Champions League. Who else might be in danger? We'll talk about that. And of course, you'll find out exactly the situation with British UK interest in the Champions League and Europa League, and that's where we're going to start.
0: Get the latest UEFA lineups, stats, and news on the HTC football feed app, available for free on Google Play.
1: Now, I've called this first topic Last Chance Saloon. It is a mega exciting week and for some teams it's all completely in the balance. We know that a certain number of teams have made it through. Uh, great, of course, that Chelsea have done so, Arsenal have done so. We know it hangs in the balance for Liverpool and Manchester City in the Champions League and no doubt we'll see quite a lot of drama there. Uh, Celtic, Spurs and Everton all through in the Europa League, but there's much drama to be had, not only in the UK, but of course across all the teams. Um, So I've set you the task, ladies, of uh, filling us in again from where we were last week. Hayley, I gave you Groups A to D in the Champions League. Lindsay, I gave you Group E onwards. So we need to know who needs to do what. You can run over what's already happened, if you like, and what could potentially happen next. So Hayley, let's, uh, let's, let's hand the microphone over to you for Groups A to D. So Atletico have already qualified. Juventus or
3: Olympiacos, could join them. If Olympiakos win, they will have won All their home matches, they've already beaten Atletico Madrid and Juventus. However, Juventus, they're unbeaten in nine home matches in UEFA competition, Mm -hmm. including victories in this group over Malmo and Olympiacos. Juve, they're top of Serie A, but after a six-game winning streak, um, they drew a blank with Fiorentina at the weekend. They play Atletico, who have already qualified, but will be playing for top spots. They still have something to play for. Group B, Real Madrid, they have qualified... And already secured top spot. There's Basel, Liverpool and Ludgoretz. They can all still go through. Now, the match falls, I read, almost 10 years to the day since Liverpool last played a win-or-bust final group game at Anfield in the Champions League, the 8th of December back in 2004. They came from behind to beat Olympiakos 3-1 Gerrard yes. with the third goal. They then, of course, that year went on to lift the trophy. Oh.
2: That is a running theme as well, that quite a few teams that struggle early on in the group stages Mm. but manage to get through go on a run. So we could see that happen for Liverpool or City.
3: Mm. Talking of teams on a run, my goodness, Real Madrid, they take on Lugares. Nothing can stop Madrid at the moment. Lugares, I fear, are in real trouble. For me, goodness me, I think it's Liverpool who could potentially be going through on this one, but I think this is a skin-of-the-teeth moment. I think Mm. they will be taking a little bit from that historical famous game back in 2004 and bringing it through, through to Group B. Group C, or oh, Leverkusen, they've already qualified. It's Monaco or Zenit to join them. Leverkusen playing for top spot. Monaco, they without Radamel Falcao and James Rodriguez, um, but proved less difficult than expected without these players in the side, at least in the Champions League. Uh, the team have been struggling with consistency in the French League, but they've lost only once in the Champions League so far this season. Only need to draw at home against Zenit to qualify for the knockout stages. So for me, Monaco, the strongest. As for Group D, um, Dortmund and Arsenal already through but they are playing for who finishes top of the group. Um, Away at Galatasaray for Arsenal, I just think it's going to be so tricky off the back of a 3-2 defeat as well to Stoke. I still don't think Arsenal will get something out of this, but it's Dortmund for me who are going to go through top of Group D. And where do you go from Group D? E! Yay!
2: Yeah, you do. Uh, Bayern have qualified top of the group, of course, but Roma, CSKA and Man City can all still make it through. Right, where do we stand with this? I'm going to give you a quick rundown. Roma will qualify if they win. So if they win, they're through. They'll also advance if they draw and CSKA hold Bayern Munich in the other Group E game. Can they do that? I'm not sure. Um, If CSKA lose, Roma will progress with a goalless draw, but not a score draw. Is anyone keeping up? This is very, very, (laughs) very tight. Um, City have to win, basically. So... If you're a Manchester City fan, you need to see a victory. They've got to hope that CSKA don't win or that they get a score draw and then hope that CSKA lose. If they lose, then they are out of Europe altogether. So Man City lose, they're out. That's all very complicated, I know. One other thing to mention here. Roma have won their last three home matches against Premier League opposition Mm -hmm. and Manchester City have never won. One in Italy. Uh, group F, PSG and Barcelona, they're contesting, aren't they, to top the group. Now, both clubs already through, so they don't have to worry about that. Paris, they've got one point advantage. They need only to avoid defeat to hold on to top spot. Laurent Blanc, the PSG coach and uh, one time Barcelona player, that makes things interesting, doesn't it? It uh, goes back to the new camp for the first time. Diego Motta, Maxwell, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic also return. And we know that Zlatan Ibrahimovic had a pass. Shot at Barcelona in his book, didn't he? Uh, Barcelona have not failed to win their UEFA Champions League group since 2006-7, so I think they'll be distraught if they're not top. Uh, They need a victory to extend that sequence to an eighth season. On to Group G, and Chelsea are sitting pretty at the top. Uh, Sporting or Schalke can join them. So Chelsea have won their last seven fixtures against Portuguese clubs, all by a single goal. That could be bad news. It could spell bad news for Sporting, couldn't it? Schalke have lost ground in the race to get qualifying, but they've got their final fixture against Maribor. Uh, I suppose if they win, that's it. It's all decided. 5-0 uh, home defeat by Chelsea last time out has dented Schalke somewhat, I think. They're in third at the moment, one place and two points behind Sporting. Uh, could it be another German club that go through? I don't know. Schalke, they've won six. They've lost four under Di Matteo since he was appointed at the beginning of October. Uh, finally, at Group H, Porto are top. And this was the one where I predicted last week that Shakhtar would finish in second. They have done. Not too much to decide here. Uh, top two teams already through. Um, they come together for the final clash on match day six. So it is Porto against Shakhtar. Um, the Portuguese side, they've guaranteed first place, collected 13 points from their first
1: five matches and Shakhtar are on eight. And that's all we really need to say about that one. I hope you're keeping up, folks, at home the majority of this show we'll be looking at where we are and where the teams are at the moment so thanks ladies for for wrapping up the Champions League don't forget the third place teams the four best third place teams will go seeded into the Europa League Uh, the four next third place teams will go unseeded into the final 32 of the Europa League who else is going to make it through well I've picked out a couple of games to look out for here Everton they're home and dry in Group H but the battle for second is a straight knockout between Lille and Wolfsburg two very interesting teams both sides play head-to-head on Thursday. Wolfsburg on seven points. They only need a draw. Lille need a win and nothing else will do but Lille have not managed to win the whole competition so it's a big ask. Uh, They've notched up a loss and four draws so far. Similar situation in Group I. Napoli are through but second place will go to either Young Boys or Sparta Prague. Sparta Prague only need a draw to make it through and this time though both teams could still make the top spot if Napoli uh, lose or draw. It gets really complicated after that. Sparta Prague would need a draw and young boys would need a win, but it's all to play for in Group I, so a good one to watch out for. Napoli likely to be top, though. They're playing Bratislava, who are one of only two teams in this group stage of the Europa League, uh, to have scored nil point, that's right, not a single win in their five group stage games. Everything for grabs in just two groups, so two groups where everything's still to be decided, groups A and B in the UEFA Europa League. I want to focus on Group B, where against the odds... Helsinki still have a chance of making it through to the final 32. They do need a win though. They play table toppers club Bruges. I say against the odds because for the first three match weeks, Helsinki. Loss, loss, loss. They didn't record a single win until their fourth and fifth match weeks. They now sit on six points. Could it be the ultimate Europa League turnaround, perhaps? Torino, uh, from Group B, only need a draw to advance. The Italian side, uh, who is 16th in Syria, have been missing from this level of European competition for over 20 years.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Offside Rule Pod and like our page on Facebook. Simply type in the Offside, Offside Rule, we get it. There's only one of us.
1: We mentioned our competition earlier. I'm going to go into full details right now. HTC offering you the chance to win an HTC 1M8 handset with some very special engraving on the back and a pair of tickets to attend our podcast this coming Sunday, 14th of December. We'll be recording a podcast in front of a live audience with a very special European football guest. You need to make your own way to North London. Uh, there are runners-up prizes of six pairs of pubcast tickets as well all you've got to do is tell us what's been the best moment from the UEFA Champions League or UEFA Europa League group stages and why, so your best moments please of the competitions and why, deadline is midnight Wednesday 10th of December to enter you can do so via Twitter at Pod with the hashtag HTCOffside, you can also enter via our website as well, that's Offside dot europeanfootballcom again using Uh, the hashtag HTC Offside if you can. Um, It's a very special competition. It's our final competition of these group stages. So get entering. You've only got a day or so to do it.
0: Terms and conditions for this week's HTC competition are on our website. Offsiderulepodcast.com
1: so good luck with the competition. Uh, talking of competitions, we've got plenty to update you on in Syria and Liga. Here's Mina Rizuki with all things concerning Italian teams, and Lord James with all things League teams in the UEFA
4: Champions League and Europa League.
0: The European Report with Mina Rizuki.
4: It's match point for the Italian teams in Champions League this week, with both ideally needing a win to qualify. All eyes will be on the Stadio Olimpico in Rome on Wednesday evening when Roma hosts Manchester City. A goalless draw is all that's required of the Italians, but life is never that simple. Their defence has its vulnerabilities as we saw over the weekend. With Sergio Aguero out, Roma have a chance. But Rudy Garcia says that for the sake of a footballing spectacle, he's disappointed the Argentine will not be available for the game. Who are we kidding? Are Roma out to entertain the masses or seal their qualification? It's a time to be cynical and not fair and beautiful. Italian football needs them to win, and considering they only managed a point against Sassuolo, Roma seriously need to up their game. Sassuolo are only playing their second season of top-flight football, yet managed to score two goals in their opening 18 minutes against the Rossi on Saturday. Goalkeeper Morgan de Sanctis was simply abysmal, even if he made one crucial save. However, before you even think of deeming them unworthy, know that they rallied to equalise, scoring a penalty and then a last-minute goal despite going down to 10 men. This side have character, and in their home they will make it hard for City, or at least harder than they made it for Bayern Munich. Meanwhile, over in Turin, Juventus will play Atletico Madrid on Tuesday evening. One game with three possible outcomes. A win by two clear goals will see them top the group. A defeat may well result in their exit and anything in between should lead to progression, albeit in second place. So will we see them fall, play with courage or just try to seal qualification cautiously? Their new formation has seen them produce lively performances, scoring an abundance of goals. But they reverted to a 3-5-2 shape against Fiorentina over the weekend and it was so dull to watch. One hopes they have saved their energy to play the game of their lives against their Spanish rivals. That's all for now. Ciao!
0: The European Report with Lord James.
4: Hiya, ladies. Paris Saint Germain and
5: Barcelona, you may think, capture all imaginations. But personally, my French Champions League interest this week is Monaco. Paris Saint-Germain have already secured progression, as we know, and it's the Principality Club who seek a place in the last 16 against Zenit St. Petersburg. Defence is Monaco's strongest form of attack, Leonardo Jardim's side perhaps still finding their best system after losing James Rodriguez and Radamel Falcao in the summer. The man who, in my view, though, is the most complete midfielder imaginable, Jeremy Toulallon, could play as a centre-back tonight. Midfield might be a problem for Monaco. The influential Geoffrey uh, Kondogbia is out for 5 weeks yet still had time to appear on Canal+ over the weekend to poke fun at several of his teammates. Zenit are leaders in Russia and are winding down for a domestic winter break, playing well under Andrei Viaspers, but are likely to rule out Alexandra Kerchakov's return from a foot injury, which again is good news for Monaco. Peugeot are in Barcelona to face a side who recorded a seventh straight victory at the weekend, but none of them are super confident against the Parisians. Barca aren't quite the free-flowing kings we know them as this season, and Thiago Silva and David Luiz both have a tough first test against Luis Suarez, who was serving a ban in the first game, a match that we think will be won or lost on a secure back line. Lille need a first Group H victory on Thursday, if they're to progress at the expense of Wolfsburg to the next stage of the Europa League. And while Rene Girard says his side is improving, it's a really big ask for them. Actually, one last note for Sunderland fans: Lille are thought to be making an offer for your striker Josie Altidore, so keep an eye on that one.
0: Watch videos and hit subscribe to our YouTube channel, Offside Rule TV.
1: Uh, Rhiannon Jones, who is our La Liga expert, has written a blog for us. She doesn't normally write blogs, actually, so it's a it is a bit of an exclusive uh, hear her thoughts on one Real Madrid player uh, she's uh, written a lovely blog it'll be up on the website very soon hi
0: I'm Brad Friedel Brad, Brad Friedel you're listening to the Offside Rule Euro Show with HTC. Keep, keep listening on Champions League and Europa League weeks.
1: Let's launch into our topic two. Jobs on the line. We know that uh, Cesar Prandelli's lost his job, the Galatasaray manager, after his team failed to make it through to the last 16 of the Champions League. So across the Champions League or Europa League, which other managers could be in danger and why? Haley, I'm going to pass to you. Well, what about your
3: Liverpool, Kate? Brendan oh, Rodgers, could he be in trouble? I just expected more from Liverpool this season. I think it's a real shame that something they fought for for so many seasons finally comes off. They lose their best player. They're struggling in the league and the Champions League has been very disappointing. A 2-1 win over Ludgerets is all they've got to show for themselves so far. They need to qualify for next year's Champions League via the league and the Premier League. Otherwise, I think he really could be in trouble. Yes, I know Luis Suarez gone. I think that has been a massive problem Steven Gerrard, they can't keep relying on him for everything. I may be stating the obvious here. I don't think his job's in trouble right now, but I think come the end of the season, if they don't qualify and if they end this group
1: uh, with another defeat, I really think he needs to shake things up and and the manager needs looking at. Now for my manager, Danger. uh, I've sent warning signals out to someone associated with Wolves, Lindsay. A Wolves getting a mention in a Champions League and Europa League podcast? Because I'm happy with that. I've found a way to shoehorn them in. Stella Solbakken is the way that I'm oh, going to yeah. do it, manager of FC Copenhagen. they finished bottom of their Group B in the Europa League. They've amassed four points. They're not making it through. It's uh, Stella's second stint at the club. He took over from Roy Hodgson initially in his first stint as manager. We uh, was really quite successful the first time round. He won five Danish Superliga titles. He took over again in 2013 after being sacked by wolves after that disastrous FA Cup Luton game, Lindsay, that I'm sure you've tried to confine to the history books. Um, Copenhagen currently sit third in Denmark's Superliga. Not brilliant for them. Um, I don't think that the club are going to be delighted with a side who finished bottom of their group in the Europa League. Don't think the club hierarchy are going to be happy with that at all. It's quite a fall. Last season, they were in the Champions League group stages. They didn't make it through to the last 16, but they did beat Galatasaray and they did manage to draw against Juventus. So quite some Drop this season and to finish bottom of the group. I don't think uh, Copenhagen are going to be particularly pleased with that. Lindsay, what have you got? Well, the managers that
2: I'm going to identify, I'm just going to put a prefix to all of them which says thank goodness for, because I don't think any of these are going to get the sack, but that's thank goodness for. <laughs> And let's start with Pochettino at Spurs. Thank goodness for the Europa League. The fact that Spurs are doing well in the Europa League, they've already qualified. Harry Kane has shown excellent form there. A lot of younger players coming through um, by going out in Europe and getting some match time. Arsenal, thank goodness for 18 years. Thank goodness for 18 (laughs) years of qualification to the Champions League. Because if you take the league form and you take some below-par performances in the Champions League as well on occasions then you've got some disgruntled Arsenal fans. You've had banners that have been up at West Bromwich Albion in the Premier League asking for him to go. You've had him looking a little bit shifty and nervous in press conferences recently. I think the pressure is starting to tell. But thank goodness for history for Arsene Wenger. And if we move away from English teams, thank goodness for history again and for character and flamboyance and the fact that he's done so well with them in the Champions League for Jurgen Klopp. A lot of finger-pointing at the Borussia Dortmund manager saying that he might go there doing woeful in Bundesliga do not so bad in the Champions League Um, so I think that's saving his job and Kevin Hatchard did a blog actually for us on our website he explains exactly why Klopp will not be getting the sack it's a very good read so I'd go and I'd go and check that out well Klopp is not
1: for the chop Klopp not for the chop
0: check out exclusive football content daily on offsiderawpodcast.com
1: that's it from us, folks, in the very last preview show of these Champions League and Europa League group stages. Don't forget to enter our competition. Full details on the website, dot europeanfootballcom You can also check out our Twitter account, at Offside Rule Pod, for full details. The competition closes at midnight this Wednesday, Wednesday 10th of December. You can win an HTC One M8 handset, and you can also come along to our podcast and be part of a live audience we'd love to see you there
2: and you'll hear from us next time in the review show which comes out later on this week
0: the offside rule euro show with kate borsay lindsey hooper and hayley mcqueen brought to you by htc official smartphone of the uefa champions league and uefa europa league
3: sports social podcast network